Like, what's your favorite? Like, yeah, I know your favorite horror movie. Like, but like, yeah, like, what is? Yeah, it? my favorite. Yeah, my favorite horror movie is Halloween. Like the original. I just, I don't know. It's and Andrew, we've talked about it. Like, just the atmosphere it creates, and I don't know. The idea of like Michael Myers is very scary to me. The fact that like walks everywhere always finds you that shit creeps me out don't like it it's very good for the environment that's yeah. true yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> say what you will about michael myers like he's a his carbon he's footprint actually, is immaculate <laughs> he's actually gonna be a host on the new uh, active tv show oh. <laughs> <laughs> they found so. out about uh what the the ladies like blackface like scandal <laughs> that's real that's real they said we're getting a serial killer now Wait, uh, I, I missed a few chapters what's the blackface scandal <laughs> yeah okay so like julianne huff or something like that yeah Who's actually actually pretty talented like you know she's in musicals and stuff like that she's pretty talented uh yeah. did blackface at like a halloween party or something oh Love my that. god yeah didn't she dress up as a um a character from orange is the new black <gasps> Okay, let me see. Oh, no. She should have done Orange Face. That would have yeah. been more appropriate. That would oh have been like... God. She dressed up <laughs> as, as Crazy Eyes. <laughs> like Uzo Atufusk. I have no context. There's a photo of her? There is a, I've seen the photo. I have no context like for the show, but I've seen... Or the character, but I've just seen the image, and it's... Um, oh, no. Okay, it's you know, to be, to be fair, like, okay, so Aduba responded and said... I think maybe it was an unfortunate bet, but she apologized. I didn't feel like we could move on. So that's that that's 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 a sure that's a diplomatic response. So let's do the same on this episode of I've been meaning to listen to that. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? Oh, it's me, Andrew Ambrose P. Uh, <laughs> welcome to I've been to listen to that. I'm cold, by the way. I'm really cold. That's why I was shivering. Um, but welcome, welcome to I, I've been meaning to listen to that. I'm Andrew Ambrose P. That's my scary name this week. Uh, uh, well, yeah. What's your scary? What's my? And uh, let's oh. introduce our co-host. Like, what's your spooky name? Oh shit! I didn't know we were gonna have to prep a spooky name. Um, uh, let's let's brainstorm a few. Uh, so Sean Wilkinson is our host. Um, uh, hi. <laughs> um sean wilkinson my uh, name isn't like sean m wilkinson michael. Sean, sean michael myers wilkinson i don't know wait so there's some there has to be something there has to be something you're a co-host like our uh, guest you can pipe in if you want if you're thinking of anything oh god i have to admit i was trying to think of one for myself <laughs> oh typical <laughs> sean wilkinson assault Let's move on. Sure. Uh, like, we'll come back. We'll put a pin in it. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a yeah. we'll put a pin in it. Uh, let's introduce our guest. She's the director of the upcoming uh, "There May Be Ghosts." It's Diana Peters, everybody. Or Woo! die 
pie eaters because <laughs> this joke wouldn't even be scary if Die we didn't pie eaters. watch Sweeney yeah. Todd. Please never call me this. I, I edit this out. <laughs> but hi, yeah. thank you for having me. Really excited to talk about meat pie. If you call Diana die pie eaters she has like legal she's legally allowed to punch you in the throat like legally like it's mm. um my lawyer or, will be or, present yeah or <laughs> slash your throat uh sweetie todd style um <laughs> like a lot of <laughs> neck action in this in this musical by the way there was like one shot where like you know uh the judge chirpin like took off his collar and like just showed off his like love neck uh, basically <laughs> and it's kind of you know like in the simpsons where like uh bart wants to like you know put slingshot like a teacher's like butt or something like that and like their mm-hmm. their butt is like huge in frame it's like it's like wiggling and stuff like that it's kind of like that with like sweeney todd and necks um but welcome to the show welcome to i've been meaning to listen to that Thank you so much, Diana, uh, for coming. Like, we're concluding the episode. We're cutting it short. Um, <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, like, yeah. uh, Sweetie Todd cut people's lives short, you know, if you think about it. Um, he did but do that. They, yeah, he did do that. We have There's to, no denying. Have to admit. Uh, we stand a legend. Um, but like, um, <laughs> but yeah, tell us. So Diana, thank you so much for coming. Uh, tell us a little bit about There May Be Ghosts. Like, what it... What is that? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. Um, There May Be Ghosts is a mockumentary that I co-wrote with my best friend, Brett Martinez. Andrew Ambersley. Oh, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, my friend Brett and I wrote the film um, basically from like the like first day of January 2017 and finished it in like December 2017. Um, And then made it the following summer in August 2018. And then we uh, have had to sit on it for a couple years because of now the pandemic has gone on for now like a year and a half. And that's just put everything off a lot. But we're finally premiering the movie. It's a mockumentary about uh, ghost hunters and lost love and small towns. And I'm really, really excited to share it with the world. I think it's really cute. We have, I directed it. Uh, we have a really great casting You're crew. You're in it too. I'm in it too, yeah. Um, and it premieres on October 28th at the York Theater in Elmhurst. Tickets are on sale on Eventbrite. If you look up there, maybe yeah. ghosts, you'll find it. Uh, yeah, and I'm, uh, I love spooky things. So I'm super, super stoked to be here talking about a super spooky musical. That's- well, can I ask, like, do you have screenwriting like experience like or what made you like what prompted you to make yeah uh, this mockumentary well um i made it while i was still in film school at this point now i I have my bfa it's in screenwriting from depaul and i really wanted to make a movie a feature-length film before i graduated like partially because i wanted to be able to use school equipment and stuff and be able to honestly tell locations that I'm like a student (laughs) um but also like I kind of just wanted the flex of making a feature film while I was still in college honestly (laughs) cool hell yeah yeah. and it's like flexing on us as much as you've been flexing using those those VHSs uh, VHSs to lift it (laughs) exactly dumbbell Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited. That part of the might not be in the actual episode, so like, (laughs) I might cut that out. (laughs) No references to things that never happened. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's a ghost bit. It's a ghost bit. Like, (laughs) 
Um, that bit's been dead for 30 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, too, as much as I love horror, I do have to admit that There May Be Ghosts is not a horror movie. It's it's just a very lighthearted comedy and uh, very, like, waiting for Guffman and... Uh, That's awesome. Like, oh, you nice. know, The Office. The Christopher Guest Very Christopher Guesty, yeah, so... Sure, yeah. Yeah, you've been in, an incredible Christopher Guest. But, like... Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, so... How does it feel to, like, kind of be, like, at the end... Like, towards the end... Like, it's not released yet. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, how does it feel to kind of be, like, toward... Like, you've been working on this for, like, three... Four three, years, four, yeah. four years, yeah. Like, I tried to make a project for, like, five years. We couldn't finish it. Like, it was too ambitious and stuff like that. Um, but, like... It's really incredible that you got to finish something. You got to like it's pretty much done. It's like, so how does it feel like to kind of like be at the end of it? In oh a way? man, it's like kind of hard to wrap my head around just because it's very weird to be 26 and um, like finally presenting the world a movie you wrote when you were 22. <laughs> because mm-hmm. a lot of my, yeah. I think it's great for the record. I just think I I have some different views about the world and some different. Um, mm-hmm. philosophies and stuff that, uh, it's just very, the movie is so wholesome and I, I have a very wholesome view of the world when I wrote it. And so it feels, <laughs> but it feels really good. It's really exciting. I feel like I'm doing my 22 year old self really proud and, um, it's nerve wracking for sure because like, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's so low budget and it's so we should have, we had, we only had four days to shoot it and we actually did oh, wow. the most with four days. Um, wow. it's an 87 minute long movie that we shot in four days, which is like really weird and crazy and shouldn't have worked, but, um, Wait, you had the budget of the movie solo. Like, Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we really, we lost the, the whole budget by hiring and firing so many different directors and, uh, <laughs> you know, all those, the Kathleen Kennedy and all that. But mm-hmm. now that also it's also the caviar in the craft craft service, <laughs> like we yeah. got to film somewhere, <laughs> you know, that was maybe a mistake, but mm-hmm. no, I honestly, I'm, I just really love the film and I think it's really cute and I hope people are, you know, ready to, to go in and like laugh. And I, I think it'll find its audience because it's, it's literally a movie about the movie because they're trying to make like there may be ghosts the whole time. And um, mm. I think that a lot of people who are like very filmy are going to be into it. Anybody who's had any experience, like, even if you haven't like gone to film school, if you like know somebody who has, or you've taken like a film class, you'll like recognize the type of, especially the protagonist who's like a very cringy film guy. Um, it's just, <laughs> it just comes from such a real and authentic place and everybody who is a part sure. of it loves it so much. So it's just an honor, oh. honestly. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be, so you're premiering it in person. Yes. Is it going to be available like online anytime after that or anything? Um, yes. I just don't have any guarantees quite yet because uh, sure. we're going to be trying to get as much festival play as we can. And sometimes right. having the film available online can disqualify you from festivals. So we might, mm. what I'm hoping to do would be like an online premiere sometime towards the end of this year. Um, that's like a one night event for the people who like, you know, can't make it and stuff. And I think that would be really cool, but 
for now, I'm just like hyper fixated on the in real life premiere. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. That's incredibly exciting. Yeah. Thank I'll you so much. I'll be there. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. really excited. Oh, awesome. I'm uh, so glad. Yeah. 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 But yeah, like speaking of uh, film, uh, the mm. if you enter the Spider-Verse and go to an alternate dimension, uh, theater, um, which is the opposite uh, uh, okay, so like, yeah, let's, let's talk about let's talk about like a little it. bit. Let's talk a little bit about theater. Let's talk about a little bit about yes. A lot of people like I. I had like my first like you know creative. I had my introduction to like some of the creative arts through like you know doing plays and stuff Same. like that, and through being in theater. Like yeah, like what's your experience with like theater as like an art form and stuff? Because we don't really do a lot of plays or musicals on our show. Um, so yeah, this is exciting. So I don't know if I've ever told you this about me, but like I was briefly a professional child actor. Like what? <laughs> yeah, Whoa. I used to do like um high production value theater when I was a kid. Um, oh wow. I wasn't very good. I just like kind of wouldn't uh, <laughs> stop taking lessons and stuff. And I kept going to the same like company and teachers that eventually they put me in like their productions and stuff. And like it, it was it was awesome. So I very, very much was a theater kid. Very to a, a most extreme degree by high school. It kind of tapered off because uh, I had some. I, I didn't enjoy speech and stuff. And the theater was very like political at my high school and like who you knew and what you did. Yeah. So I became very like spiteful of it. And it went from like my biggest love to like theater is no longer my best friend. Film is now my best friend. <laughs> um, so I uh, Sweeney Todd was something I never saw or anything because I was like afraid of horror movies and stuff as a kid and by the time I was old enough to like horror, I was like, well, screw musicals. Sure. I'm, I broke up with them. So, uh, yeah, that's my weird little theater history. Now I like it. Mm. Now I've gotten the chance to experience Sweeney Todd. So was this your first time seeing Sweeney Todd? Yes. Oh, okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. gotcha. I wow. had, I didn't really know anything about it going in. I actually wrote we can get to it later if you want, but I wrote down all of my predictions of like what I think Sweeney Todd is oh, based on like, the cultural osmosis of it. <laughs> real quick, real, real quickly, like uh, Sean, what's your, like your experience of like musicals and like plays <laughs> and theater and stuff like that? Um, I well, I more got my creative start with orchestra um, in fourth what grade. Did you play? I played cello. Oh God, sick! Oh, yeah, man, yeah. sick. And, uh, <laughs> Ooh, nasty. Uh, uh, but yes, so I played that through like high school and that was always my, like, I, I did, I guess I did theater in middle school. I did plays and musicals and really enjoyed it. But that was also because we didn't have a pit orchestra in middle school. We just had, if you remember, Andrew, we just had the like playback tracks. I don't know if yeah, you remember. A little bit. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't remember it that well. <laughs> like, honestly, okay. I tried to block out that part of my life. Understandable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then in high school, you know, we have like the live pit orchestra. And so I was like, oh, that's, that's my area. And so I always kept to that, to that little subgroup, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know if that counts as being like a theater kid or not. Sure. That's so uh, cool though. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I always well, felt well, a little like, I always felt like I should, I don't, I don't know. Pit orchestra, I feel like gets kind of like not enough credit to some oh, absolutely. degree yeah, absolutely yeah so yeah it, it always felt like oh i wish i was up there on stage getting looked at <laughs> and uh 
So, yeah. And then, I don't know, musicals in general, like... My mom, my mom never did that. She, she, she avoided eye contact and stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know. I never, like, I was never a huge musical fan, really. Um, I... I like the ones I like and the other ones I just, they do absolutely nothing for me. Like what, what were some ones you liked? Uh, Phantom of the Opera. I really Ooh, loved. Um, I remember seeing it in Chicago and the costumes were great. The set was great. Just like that cemented it for me. I was like, okay, I, I love this musical. I, I loved Hairspray just cause I watched the movie oh, and I knew that's, like, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the music's yeah. great. Yeah. And that was one in high school. We did the musical and I did the pit orchestra and that was a blast because it's just rock music, basically. Oh, yeah. But, That's super cool. Yeah. And then Sweeney Todd, like I say, is probably my favorite of the musicals I've seen, honestly. Oh, um, wow. shoot. Well, and it's partially because I like horror. And so this is yeah. like spooky times, murder, <laughs> like especially Tim Burton version. It's just so yeah. dark and atmospheric. And yeah, I I loved it. Although I... I think I watched it like fairly soon after it came out and I would have been like 11 or 12, I think. And I'm like, should wow. I have been watching that at that time? But it's pretty, pretty gross. It's, it's, it's like, it's really nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's talk. So let's transitioning into like horror musicals into this particular horror mu- musical, Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd. This seems like right up your alley. This seems like something you would enjoy. This seems yes. like something you'd be into. Like what was, preventing you from seeing this or were you just like i don't care enough like um you know i you would think me to be like a big tim burton fan like i have the hot topic aesthetic and everything for it <laughs> um it just he's never done that much for me like personally i like i like some of his early stuff like i really love um like his batman it's my favorite yeah. batman i love ed mm. wood um and kind of like I feel like he got kind of pigeonholed in those like like the Nightmare Before Christmas aesthetic and the like right. the the color palettes that are like so dim German and expressionist limited. Kind yes, of. it's it's so just the, like the desaturation and stuff is like my eyes don't like looking at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I would get I kind of feel like he has a tend and I felt like this since I was like a kid. That like a lot of his movies can feel like the same movie over and over again. So I kind oh, of sure. felt like like I kept forgetting that I hadn't seen this movie because I kept mixing it up with Edward Scissorhands. And then I was reading mm. on like the IMDb trivia that like Tim Burton and um Johnny Depp were like, he's basically like a long lost cousin of Edward Scissorhands. And it's like, yeah, all your characters are long oh, lost cousins of each other. Like they're, they're all the same universe. Like yeah, Edward they're all skinny nice. white boys. He's nice. <laughs> he's a good boy. He's, they're all he's, Timothy Chalamet. They are all Timothy they Chalamet. To, they do need to. I I love that little car commercial they did with like it was Chalamet fun. as like the 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 Edward Scissorhands son. They need to make that movie. I would love it. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree though that like he has definitely been like pigeonholed into that aesthetic. Like I remember watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes, so good. like. And then realizing, like, wait, this is Tim Burton? Like, yeah. it's bright, it's colorful, it's... I was like, holy shit, like... Yeah. I would like to see more of this side of Tim Burton. And oh, also, and like, Beetlejuice is my favorite Tim Burton movie. I don't know why I forgot. Oh, oh sure. So good. Yeah. 
But also, like, um, the times he tried to kind of veer off and do something a little different, like Big Fish and uh, Little Eyes, some uh, like Big Eyes. Big, big, eyes, big yeah. eyes, Big Fish. Big yeah, Little big, Eyes. Big, <laughs> real eyes, Big Eyes, Big Eyes, Real Eyes. Real Eyes, Real Eyes, Real Eyes. <laughs> but, like, the idea of, like, first of all, like, any of his movies could be called Big Eyes. Um, but, like, second, secondly... <laughs> yeah, real. Um, but, but, like, they covered this on Blank Check, the podcast. But, like, he... Whenever he tried to do something different and like, because Big Fish is kind of a drama. It's a drama movie. It's mm-hmm. like a dramatic, like Oscar Beatty kind of, which is gorgeous, gorgeous movie. It's like so, I like Big Fish. It's so beautiful. It's, it's like good. Uh, I watched it with my dad. It was like at the end where it's like that was so. That was we agreed. That was like that was really beautiful. Yeah, it's like when he tried to do something different, they're like no, and so like they're like okay, fine, I'll do, I'll do like you know my weird, uh, you know. <laughs> you know the thing you know me for basically was big fish not well received it was like not a critical oh really like like not not like a financial like kind of uh it didn't make enough money and stuff like that. that's so interesting i was like i probably was like nine when it came out or something so it's your fault (laughs) (laughs) i never i always thought it was like this like his like one of his big classics but yeah I, i think it's one that's gotten its reputation over time kind of a sleeper hit but yeah, like um, yeah, let's talk about Sweeney Todd. Let's talk, and this is a Stephen Sondheim musical. Uh, this is another. There was a guy we put on our bracket, and like I, I now that I watch it, I'm really glad we he did not win because we would have to do four or five. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I think we'll, I think the episodes would have turned out good, but I just like think the prep would be. Taxing. How many episodes <laughs> like, would that be? Like four. Four or five or something like that. Like, we yeah. would try, like, we try to do as many as possible. But, like, we, we, Dolly won, and she has, like, 30 minute albums. And, like, oh, it's just like, beautiful. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, talk about, um, let's talk about this mu- movie, uh, and musical and stuff like that. We watched the 1982 George Hearn, Angela Lansbury as our main point of reference. But, like, we also, I also watched the Tim Burton movie too. Um, you watch it too? Oh, that's great. Yes. Um, cool. Well, you mentioned your predictions. I was curious what your predictions of yeah, what was going to happen were. I yeah. was just pulling those up now. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, can I do, before Diana starts, yeah. can I like do my predictions of Diana's predictions? Yes. Like, what I think they are? Please. Okay. okay. Um, Diana's going to say that Sweeney Todd goes on like a makeover montage and puts on a bunch of different hats. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like a like a stovepipe, and like he like shows it to Miss Love, and like, what do you think? <laughs> like, you know? So that's that's prediction number one. Um, oh my god! Uh, he um, no, that's all. That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. So that's I, wrote, I wish that's, I thought of that. That's a lot more detail than I even got to. All right. So I this is what I wrote. Um, I wrote. I feel like this is the plot. There's Sweeney Todd. His mother never loved him, and he is violent, but maybe just misunderstood. I feel like he's going to be Edward Scissorhands, which is a Tim Burton property I have seen. So I think he cuts the necks of men who hurt the women he's in love with, and he's probably, like, holding a bunch of women hostage, too. I know a woman sings a song about being trapped inside. She definitely has (laughs) Stockholm Syndrome for him. And I feel like it's going to be, like, Little Shop of Horrors, where he's Seymour and the plant. That's my favorite movie oh. musical. At this point, I'm just reaching <laughs> for excuses you're to all, talk about that. You're, you're like halfway there. Yeah. Right. That's oh, pretty- I also said that, um, like, 
I'm anticipating gross body horror because I do know, obviously, about human Ooh. meat pies. And I also said that <laughs> it's, I, I feel that it will be low-key anti-capitalist. Oh, yes. You were spot on on that one. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind at least of, anti-consumerist, much... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my prediction was that he redeems himself and becomes Sweetie Todd. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like it, like, the truly, like, my... I was like, really, because I didn't know a lot about this. I knew like there was Johnny Depp version. I knew there was like a, you know, it was a, it's a Sondheim musical. But like, I really, I didn't really, I, I know there's like a, like a Miss Lovett. I knew of her. Really, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything else. Um, I, I kind of knew. So I didn't, so I didn't know. It was like, he's a barber and like a pie maker guy too. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, um, so that was really all I knew about it. Um, you a man who could do both. <laughs> yeah dual income yeah. <laughs> also like in the in the middle of quarantine he's making like these cute pies <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah. yes boss bitch um but like uh, <laughs> but yeah let's talk about let's just go let's quickly go through the plot like of this um and then we'll get into themes and we'll get into like all this stuff cool. um and like feel i wrote some stuff down i like broke it down to the bare essentials feel free to hop in if you kind of like say like oh you're missing this or like or like mm-hmm. you could just want to talk about it or something like that uh so basically benjamin barker like this this is a guy uh he's he's a barber happily married to a wife named lucy and a, has a daughter named joanna not and to be confused one, with benjamin button yeah uh benjamin barker button boss baby bitch. <laughs> boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um uh, yeah this is full name um but <laughs> Um, yeah, so like he's happily married with a wife and kid, and then one day this judge character, Judge Turpin, he sees Lucy, he lusts after her, he invites her to a ball, and he sexually assaults her, and then he ships Benjamin Barker to jail for fifteen years or so um, in Australia. So, <laughs> I thought I, I actually thought oh I thought that was a joke because like I thought it was like <laughs> what they shipped you off to Australia something. <laughs> That no, I think like, he legit okay, went to okay, Australia. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, He's like, no, like, there's big the spiders. <laughs> yeah. Don't make me go. <laughs> uh, no, I try to like, go inside like a kangaroo pouch, but like it's actually sticky and stuff. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Are those sticky inside? Uh, well, we can yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like, it's not Some like a, Ace it's, Ventura, not like, it's not a, it's not a beanie baby. <laughs> like, or something like that. It's like <laughs> gross. It's um, like skin yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so 15 years later, Benjamin Barker, he changed his name to Sweeney Todd. He lives leaves prison only to discover thanks to a pie maker, Miss Lovett, that Lucy poisoned herself and Judge Turpin has taken Joanna as his own and has a can sick... I, ab- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Can I say it's funny that you said he leaves prison? <laughs> yeah, or he was like... like, like I'm, I'm done. time's done. All right, I'm, 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 I'm ahead out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like um, he has this really sick, abusive. Uh, Tur- Judge Turpin has this really sick, abusive uh, sexual relationship with Joanna. Like takes advantage of her and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, meanwhile, this good little sailor boy Anthony falls in love with you know Joanna, vows to break her free and marry her. So in order to get Judge Turpin's attention, Sweeney Todd has a shave off with a Dopo Piero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like. And he gets the attention. He wins the shave off. He like shaves a guy faster than Adolfo, and gets the attention of Turpin's assistant. Uh, the what's what's his name? Like Beetle, Beetle Bailey. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, Beetle Wait, no. Bailey. Yeah, Beetle Bailey. Oh, is that right? <laughs> he has a funny hat okay. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, he gets the attention of uh, Beetle, and he suggests Turpin get a shave from Sweeney. And then uh, Pierre, 
Pirelli comes into the barbershop with his with his like boy assistant Toby. Sweeney kills Pirelli after Pirelli threatens to blackmail him. Toby loses his master and gets taken in by Miss Lovett as her son, basically. And also, then, I was wrong. It's Beetle Bamford. Beetle Bailey yeah. is the uh, comic book strip. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so no, bad. yeah, he has, like, he has a funny hat and stuff like. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> You're gonna get sent to the shittiest underworld. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so yeah, then like um, Sweeney gets Judge Turpin in the barber chair. He like Turpin comes in for like a shave because he wants to be like, ooh, make me sexy and shit. Um, <laughs> like mm. Anthony interrupts them, which causes Turpin to storm out. Sweeney gets mad, comes to Epiphany that. Life is shit. Everyone deserves to die. Um, Miss Lovett suggests baking his victims into pies to hide the evidence. Miss Lovett sells these pies to customers. They love the pies. It's delicious. Uh, Sweeney has a makeover montage, but instead of making making over people, he murders customers. Um, Joanna sends Turpin sends Joanna off to a mental ward as a rebuke for trying to marry Anthony. Anthony finds her. Sweeney tells Anthony to go break Joanna out of jail by pretending he's a wig maker and ask her <laughs> yellow cord. That's the that's the plot point that's like the like how do we get from A to B? Yeah, you know? I was like, <laughs> what is this is very not what I, I never ever could have like rolled the dice on this and predicted right. it. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, he asked for his, her yellow corn wheat hair or whatever. Um, <laughs> so, like, um, other random stuff happens, and this beggar woman ends up in Sweeney's barbershop. Sweeney kills her, and then eventually gets his vengeance on Turpin, the judge. Um, you know, his satisfaction is short-lived when Sweeney realized that the beggar woman was actually his wife, who's actually still alive. And that Miss Lovett lied to him because she was in love with him and wanted to, like, marry him and live by the sea and stuff. Um, so then he throws Miss Lovett in the furnace, and then Toby cuts uh, Sweeney's throat, and then it ends. So, yeah. And then everyone's like, Sweetie is a bad guy! Like, the ensemble <laughs> does that. <laughs> like, and, then, and then the musical ends. So, <laughs> yeah, what... Let's just Nailed like it. get let's just get like uh pre let's just get like initial thoughts out. What do you think of this musical? Well, I hate to be the one to say it, but I think Judge Turpin is hashtag cancel because Joanna was mm. only fifteen. So yeah. yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm an ally. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I have to say that the so I, I obviously watched the eighty two version first. And I did not love it. Um, It did not really sell me on the movie. I'm glad I saw it, though. So my impression after watching it, I was like, well, that was very odd. And then I watched the movie, (laughs) like the Tim Burton movie. And I was like, okay, I kind of get like how this could maybe be different. Uh, Like I I could see it being very high quality performed even. Um, I just don't know if I loved it that version it was um very interesting with well i guess that's what, I'm just, that's what my mom says when she doesn't like the yeah the i think i'm a little hyper fixated on toby uh oh sure <laughs> it's me I, i'm a i'm a child <laughs> i'm a little wee british boy <laughs> like you you really weren't kidding when you said that he was evan hansen like yes. it's <laughs> truly like honestly 
it made me feel more disgusted than anything else in that. Any of the horror or any, I just felt sick. It's like <laughs> true body horror. <laughs> like it's like it's like this what like it's um. I just but, had trouble figuring out a lot of ages in this movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Anthony like, was a tough one. Like Anthony yes. was weird. He looked thirty and twelve at the same time, but he had like a full chest of hair and that. But he had like a little boy's haircut. Like he had the little sailor costume. Like you dressed your little <laughs> yeah. child in. Like he just needed like a lollipop. <laughs> just like right. Bye bye. <laughs> one of those like wort twirly hats or whatever. Oh yeah. my god, a propeller hat. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, because that's fascinating because I will. I looked on Reddit and stuff like that. The place you should go where you're trying to find things that are true and good Absolutely. information. Um, but like, um, I, I, you know, I looked on Reddit and said like, what version should I watch? I, I didn't say it. I like looked at, <laughs> I looked it up and stuff like that. And then like they said, you gotta watch the George Hearn version. Really? You gotta, you gotta, it's the real version and stuff like that. And then like, <laughs> people, people are like, people are theater purists and stuff like that. I think that's part of it. Like they don't like the, they don't like that Tim Burton and like Johnny Depp is like kind of the default people think about and like general population kind of thinks about it and stuff like that. So like you got to watch the George Hearn version and then like or or like truthfully, probably the best way to do it is like see it live and stuff like that. And oh, we're sure. doing it live and stuff like that. Um, But like I actually like for people like who have not watched Sweeney Todd, I would recommend watching the movie just to get an idea of what's happening and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then like explore other versions and stuff like that kind of like get a baseline understand watch the what tim burton the... one you mean or watch the yeah A2? watch this tim burton oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah I first agree. yeah i agree because that. like lay miz i watched it live for the first time and i was like i don't know what's happening i don't know who any of these guys are and then i watched the movie or like a a movie version and then like oh yeah and then i watched other versions like this is great this is amazing yeah. and stuff like that hey i also realized too that like watching the stage production of it it's like if i didn't have subtitles on i don't think i would be able to understand what they're saying and so if i hadn't seen it before i would be very lost and like joanna's song like i don't i wouldn't know what the fuck she was saying if she didn't have if i didn't have subtitles on because she's doing that crazy high-pitched voice and i'm like that was rough to get through the first that was very rough um, yeah. yeah, I actually, I was, I, I had uh, like some similar thoughts to you guys where, mm-hmm. yeah, subtitles were an absolute lifesaver on that. Um, <laughs> and I was kind of just confused by, I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive staging in the 82 version because it's like, oh, yeah. they have a rotating stage. And I, 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 I always I, love that. I'd imagine that. it'd be killer to watch it live. Like, but like, just like have, watching a film version is like, also like with the kid with the you know toby like if you were kid. in the mezzanine and just like seeing like a little short guy <laughs> like yeah. you know, oh a child i, I can <laughs> see it yeah yeah for sure but it's yeah. it was very very confusing to try to parse out what was happening um and i was like is this my fault am i am i not smart because i kept rewinding trying to like figure out what was even really supposed to be happening in like the opening number yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. and like the first few scenes I, I I had to like look up and it just honestly is something that is helped a lot by the magic of movies and movie sets because it's mm-hmm. you can actually physically see everything they're trying to portray in the movie right. and I, I right. think it's like 
actually one of those musicals that adapts better to movie than stage potentially just because oh absolutely there's so much backstory and stuff that seeing that like visually is very powerful yeah definitely because like movies are like you have to cut it down you have to cut it down to like you know two hours because like filming 20 more minutes of a musical would be like that like millions of dollars and stuff like that um but like the idea of they cut it down to the bare essentials they cut it down to like sometimes like sometimes that's bad sometimes that's like it like at a disservice to the musical but for this one i think it's I think you need to cut it down. Like, I think yeah. you don't need a song about like, here's how you become a wig guy. <laughs> you gotta know blonde and yellow and cerulean. <laughs> so you, don't, you don't need that song. You don't like the line about like the wait song. I know this is in the movie, but like the wait song, like, you know, you gotta wait for the guy to come in your door. You know, it's like, mm. that could have just been two lines of dialogue. Like, like Sweeney's like, oh, he's not coming. And then like, Miss have Love some patience. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like, oh, okay. <laughs> then, like, right. you know, like, you don't need all of this stuff. Yeah, so, like, I think that, like, that's how the movie I thought was better. It was also, like, the violence was more visceral. The violence mm-hmm. really yeah. sold it. Like, the just the brutality <laughs> of, like, him dropping people into, like, the... Oh, into the, the bones cracking. Like, and... Yeah. I kind of like, loved how they, I thought that was like the best thing about the stage though, was like how was well cool, yeah. they did the people falling into the, yeah. um, yeah. like laundry shoot. What would you call that? I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. The shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, <laughs> did you, did you guys see the staged musical Sweeney Todd, uh, featuring the cast of the prestige? What? No. <laughs> oh, they, wait, I was the, like, is this a real thing? Because <laughs> the bodies disappeared? Yeah, because like he clones himself a million times and he kills them by dropping them down. Oh, like that's that. right. That's so funny. <laughs> it was so funny that you, it took you like um, a billion yeah. seconds. <laughs> like, um, well, I've never seen The Prestige, so I was like... Oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Could Spoiler see alert, they're clones. <laughs> no, uh, I know. Like, yeah, it's been spoiled. Um, It's... But with musicals and stuff like that, it's kind of similar to hip hop in that just the sheer amount of words you could put into amount of time and stuff like that. Like it if is only com- someone would combine theater <laughs> and hip hop. <laughs> Nobody and call make it about <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. Everybody just stay I got cool. His, I got I, I got his number too. <laughs> um, first of all, the line like. Uh, that's what I call Enterprise. Popping pussies into pies is a hip hop bar. <laughs> like that's a hip hop bar. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Did they know what they like, were doing with that? Like, like did they young know? thug could. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, uh, but they, maybe they did. But like, um, um, but the idea of like tempo changes and stuff like that, like kind of, it feels like a beats, like a beats change or like a you know flow switch up and stuff like that. It feels very hip hop. And like, yeah, Lin Manuel kind of like capitalized on that. He kind of like saw. You know that, but like I think um, they said this was like the the like most complex score or it's, music that Stephen Sondheim's written or something. Yeah, like it, like at first it felt cacophonous. At first it's like I don't like any of these melodies. I think they are bad. And then like when they like all started to harmonize with each other, and like when he like you know brought the motif back and stuff like that. Like there's a full of shit. You know, like when he brought that back, that was cool and stuff like that. Um, but also like the problem with like the some of the musical is like the fact that it's it's a way like doing a song is a way to like 
make exposition shorter and stuff like that mm -hmm. you know because like you can't just have like two scenes where they go like hmm i should get a haircut where should i get a haircut oh <laughs> uh, there's this guy sweeney todd he can get a haircut hmm that's a pretty interesting i do need a shave <laughs> you should get it from sweeney todd remember i said it just two seconds ago <laughs> yeah we should do that let's go you know but, but if you sing a song it like just like speeds it up and stuff like that so mm. but the fact that they crammed it in like while they're singing kiss me but kiss me like it was it was overwhelming and yeah. like uh, upsetting and stuff like that um so let's get into themes of this album let's get into like what this out what this musical actually is about like what do you guys what do you guys are feeling out of the themes and what this album what this music an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind shit dog <laughs> like, uh, I'm out uh, <laughs> bye yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean just that idea that like r revenge is good for no one I think yeah. like I mean that's the I think like big overarching theme that like yeah I mean it's it's that it's that quote like if you if you're just out to get everyone like there's there's nothing good that's going to come for that like you're just going to end up in a worse spot than before, I guess. I don't know. As opposed to just learning from it and moving on. I don't know. And I I don't even really know how to articulate this as a theme, but it's really, it, it kind of like the fact that his daughter and wife are both like kind of within his reach. And instead of being able to do something like, like channeling that into something productive, not that he knows that either of them are within reach, but like, Instead of finding a way to be productive, instead it's just like he causes destruction, not knowing that he can he can achieve his hashtag girl boss dreams, and instead <laughs> he's just like killing random people. And um, I also think it's like this is a side note, but like the fact that he's like, well, I'll practice on other people. It's like I don't think this is gonna take that much practice. It's pretty right. straightforward. <laughs> um, but I also thought, I mean. I was kind of joking about it earlier in my prediction where I was saying about capitalism, but, yeah. and, and cap, I don't even know if capitalism is like the system that they were functioning under at the time. <laughs> it's like probably more of like a just horrible monarchy situation, yeah. but like, uh, the consumerism stuff is like very, very, it's like, it's heavy handed. Um, and the whole idea of like, being the product that you're trying so desperately to consume is very, very interesting and poignant. It's um, also literally eat the rich. <laughs> like it's like literally what that is. Are they even uh, rich though? I think I, like yeah, some of them are. Like like the I judge think like and stuff like that. Yeah. In the that was the impression I got in the movie was that like all the people coming to him were like upper class because I yeah. feel like most people that can afford a shave are at that time like probably mm. upper That's class. True. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I think that's like a because like the thing it's a tragedy. I think this is a, this is a tragedy. Like it doesn't end. It doesn't like have a thing at the end where it's like but me and uh, Anthony and uh, Joanna ended up happy happily ever after and they dismantle this cycle of violence and they nothing like nothing like that. It's just like this sucks. This is like yeah. Um, yeah, it's a path like, of destruction with everyone involved, basically. But yeah, it started from Turpin violating, you know, violating this boundary and stuff like that. And like ta just taking what he wanted and stuff like that. And so the capitalists are like, you know, the that metaphor is just like, well, it, start, it seems to start from there. Because Sweeney seemed to have been doing fine, like, you know, 
Bob Barker. Wait, like, like uh, Bob Barker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bob Barker. Um, like he seemed to be, he seemed to have been doing fine, like before that. And then just like to have that ripped away from you and to lose your family and to lose your reason for living. Like, I, I, I don't endorse it, but I get why he would have this misanthropic view of the war. Like, but you know, it's like. But then he like then it just like mutates into something even more misanthropic where he says like the the rich they deserve to die early and then poor people or people who are not of that system like they to kill them would be a relief you know so he's like everyone should die and stuff mm-hmm. like which is like a really grim misanthropic like which I don't think the the musical has that viewpoint but he does, like. Sweeney Todd does. Um, so, and that just like leaning to what you said of just like, oh, he can't see his, like he could maybe make things work out or like maybe try and repair his life. Um, but, you know, it's rough. Did you guys watch it at all with the idea in mind? Like I was, I kept thinking like, oh, I'm just picturing like baby Tim Burton watching this at some point being like. Creamy as jeans. I, and I stuff. agree like, with all of this. <laughs> He's got this. This uh, Sweeney Todd guy's got some good ideas about uh, human beings. I don't know. I just feel like I could like it's such a like such an edgy boy kind of <laughs> theme of like of apathy. it's definitely like <laughs> it's definitely like if memes existed in like the 80s or whatever like people there'd be like a meme of just like if you idolize this man you're missing the point <laughs> <laughs> like, like, he's like one of those <laughs> for real it's like the joker a little bit yeah. yes i wrote that down actually uh, and and i don't know if this is an appropriate time society. to say this but <laughs> i i literally was like when when um, Angela Lansbury first enters, I'm like, oh my god, Ms. Lovett is like unironically Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of the proto proto, like you know, the prototype for a lot of that stuff. For real. Um, yeah. Any other themes? Any other like kind of things to uh, point out or anything like thematically or takeaways and stuff like that? I just keep thinking about Bob Barker now going on like a killing <laughs> yeah. spree, like on The Price Is Right or something. <laughs> uh. But no, other than that, I have no other themes to touch on, really. Yeah. I feel like it's... They're so heavy-handed, I feel like. Yeah. It's, they're, like, <laughs> it's like there's not clear. a lot to, like... Yeah, they kind of hand them to you. Here you yeah, go. As heavy as the hand of Pirelli hanging out of the chest that he closed on his mm. hand. Yeah. <laughs> and as heavy-handed I was it in the theater, or in the George Hearn version, he, like, slams that chest on that hand. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, oh, no. That's a prop, <laughs> right? <laughs> It's like, like, he just broke that man's hand. But yeah, speaking of heavy-handed, uh, I'm going to use my heavy hand to click on the space bar and take a break. Click. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and Spooky. use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. Chris Kattan. Um, <laughs> welcome, to the, welcome to the show. And uh, we're here to talk about Sweeney Todd. So let's start with the circle of love. What are some highlight songs that you liked from this musical? Uh, Sean, we turn to you first. What's his highlight song? Uh, gotta be Worst Pies in London. Mm. I think it's just, I love the like, um, uh, wow, I'm, what is the term? Sync, uh, song. I love that song. Yes. <laughs> what's the th- what's the no broad broad the a lady 
music. I think that's what they call it. I like music. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> good song, good music. Okay. <laughs> no, the, um, God, wow, that's really embarrassing. Never mind. Um, <laughs> what? It's a, it's a musical term, like the offbeatness of it. The, like, the, sure, um, sure. Quirky. It's quirky. Yeah, it's quirky. It's quirky. She's not like other girls, you know? <laughs> but, like, this, um, this is, like, this is a really good, like, like Miss Lovett is a really great role for like a a, a lot of people yeah, like just like a but like a woman like powerhouse Broadway performer and stuff like that it's so good yeah uh, like obviously Angela Lansbury just like originating the role and stuff like that and like that's so much fun but like Helena Bottom Carter's really good like real like I think she's one of the best performances in that movie she looks so good too oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like um she's like yes a queen who doesn't drink water <laughs> you know just one of those. <laughs> um but like also like you know uh uh emma thompson like i sent you guys like a video of like her doing it too and mm-hmm. it's really just like having someone like comedic like lean into the but who can do it's like comedic and dramatic at the same time yeah we got what syncopation also was my term i meant oh, yeah. nice. syncopation of it i don't know why i couldn't think of that i like that yeah. i'm like oh you mean quirky <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. i oh my gosh yeah um i don't know if you guys stumbled on it but i watched a little bit of the 1999 concert version with um christine baranski as oh. mrs lovett and i that was my favorite i think um nice. of the mrs lovett's that i saw especially because she is always i feel like she plays a lot of like very like posh sassy women so it was fun to see her play uh like a more you know kind of decrepit like waif um and I mean, Kelsey Grammer as Sweeney Todd was really hard Ooh. to wrap my head around, but um, I guess oh, God, Miss Lovett, <laughs> right? Uh, oh, I, I should probably answer the question too. What was the what song really stuck out? Um, for me, it was Pretty Women. Um, that made me like want to cry. Woman, walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. So after I turned off Julia Roberts' uh, hit movie, Pretty Women. Uh, no, but yeah, I, that really like, that made me like want to cry. Like, really, that was like so intensely, like, it's so beautiful and it's so dark, obviously, because of like the subtext and everything and like what he's, it's not even subtext. It's like what he's (laughs) trying to do to judge Turpin as he's singing it with him. And it's like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I'm just really like sapphic or like what, but I'm like, oh, pretty women are pretty. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know it, that that was i don't even really know how to explain it just the the flow of it and stuff it's like that's i feel like the song from that that i'll always remember yeah. that, that's an, that brings up another point for me too that reminded me that like something i like about this musical is there's a lot of uh i guess canon is the musical term for it where like like pretty women you know they're both singing back and forth but it's like two different meanings essentially yes. and it's kind of like yeah. with um is it my friends where sweeney todd is singing about like when he gets his razors back for the first time and then mrs lovett like joins in and she's like lusting after him but he's like singing about something yeah, completely cool. different and it's just the way it, the way they mesh together and yeah, the yeah, yeah juxtaposition of the like themes and stuff is really cool so mm-hmm. and also like that's just like a really you know if we're talking song time that's a really impressive thing songwriting wise it's just like making all those perspectives mesh and harmonize together in a really cool 
Also, I love that whistle. I love the whistle and the bum 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 bum. Oh, like, so good! <laughs> especially Alan Rickman. So yeah. Like, just like, well, I know whenever I sit down to get my hair cut, I'm I just bum 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 bum. That weirdly made me like the character more. I don't know if anybody else felt that way, but that made him like weirdly more sympathetic to me. Alan Rickman's character. Yeah. Alan Rickman, mm. like, is, is... In both the, versions, honestly. That made me, yeah. like... I'm like, ah, he's like a cute old teddy bear. And he's just like... Bum, 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 bum. I'm like, don't kill him. I don't care if he wants to marry a 15-year-old who thinks that's her father. Just give him a hug. Yeah, he can he be fixed. Look, yeah. all I'm saying is that there's a lot of people who need to be fixed in London. Mm. And from I've never <laughs> been to London. From what I understand, that's just what it's like and what it's still like. People are, it's just gutters and streets and people <laughs> screaming and dying. And it's terrible. It's the like uh, the the most devastating third world country on earth. So I think that everybody just needs like a little hug or something to get through that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Jenner needs to pass him a Coke. Um, like, exactly. A but Pepsi. Like, Excuse just me. Pepsi. Oh, no. <laughs> like, um, but, like, imagine. Canceled. Like, that the, the, I love, um, really quickly, going back to Worst Pies in London, I love, like, what you're saying about the syncopated beat. Mm-hmm. I like how it's, I like how fast she goes. I, it's really impressive. If you're, especially if you're performing this live, like, fuck it, we're doing it live. But especially if we're doing this live, the idea of, like, doing this song and then poor thing right after. Like, how do you, sure. how do you do that? Like, it's, it's like, like, I was singing, like, I know this song very well. And I was still, like, singing along. And I was like, I can't, I can't get the rhythm right. Like, how do you do this? Like, it just blows my mind that mm-hmm. you're able to do it live like that. And you have to do so many acting beats, too. Yeah. Just, like. The um, not only memorizing all the words, seeing the notes correctly, but then like being in the scene, like making sure you don't fall off the stage or something. Right. Like that. And then also like, um, you know, the, I rem- I don't remember. I don't know all the words of the song, but like there's a line where she's like, what is that? Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Like she's like, <laughs> so there's like a hmm. little comedic beat within like that's like just rat-a-tat-tat. Like, again, it's like a rapper. It's just like, you know, going so fast and stuff like like some mm. rap and like. People are like, oh, he's going in. Ah, when like, people ask me who my favorite rapper is, I'm going to say Angela Lansbury. <laughs> oh, that popping pussies into pies bar. Is like, <laughs> so heat. Uh, <laughs> it was very weird, too, um, because she sounds so Mrs. Potsy in it. And we oh, all yeah. know that I have my yeah. Mrs. Potts beef that we can. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was she has such an interesting vocal quality and i'm maybe hot take i don't even know if it's like good or really pleasant at least to my ears like it it can be kind of hit and miss but i really like like it was like so obvious though that she was having fun that right and like she's so good at it that i didn't even really care that the vocal like it's not even that she's doing anything like off key or like i just don't really like the sound of her voice that much i guess yeah I think that was, like, why I was, like, having a weird reaction. I was, like, not as, like, kind of captivated by her performance as I was uh, the other performances I've seen. Because, like, I maybe subconsciously I was, like, oh, yeah, this is fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, speaking of, like, actors having a good time, though, is, like, um, I love the little bit of Priest song. I just like just jokes on jokes on jokes on jokes. And oh, sure. Like, like there. Also, I think it's cool. Like because that song comes right after Epiphany, which is like the most like 
bleak song on the record, like my loved ones are dead. You know, it's like, like, um, but then like, um, you know, I'm going to murder everyone and it's fine. You know, that, that, that's like the, that was a, his first track. But like, um, then like it follows, it has a really light touch. This musical has a really light touch that doesn't like, you don't walk out like going, like, Oh, like, you yeah. kind of like, like, it, like they, after immediately after epiphany, there's like a, song where they're kind of joking around it's like kind of twisted and stuff like that but like it's like it's still like they're kind of doing bits and like they're riffing off each other and just like you know um the the bit i really liked in the musical this the stage version is just like they cut it out of the movie but like the one where they're trying like the potter needs to be hotter blah 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 da, 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 you know like um oh did they cut that out of the movie because the that, butler that's... needs to be subtler is about that, i you know? um uh, no offense to anybody, but I I hate the priest song so much that I just Whoa. like fast forwarded through it. Um, <laughs> really? On, in the in the movie, yeah. And okay. I was like, oh my god, I do not want to hear them do puns of like every type of career <laughs> there is. Like, it does the, go along. Does goes does go a little too. The long. peanut like, butter <laughs> man, he's too sticky. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Um, oh, that was honestly, I felt like that kind of dragged it down for me. And it's, that's probably like the best. That's like probably what people love most about it. So Diana doesn't like humor. I don't. (laughs) I'm just not, I'm not fun. (laughs) Uh, any, any other highlight songs for, what's the highlight? Any other highlight songs? Um, I really love, uh, Greenfinch Linnet Bird. That's like, like (laughs) well, okay. For the record, it's my, that's probably my favorite song from the musical, but I don't like it at all in the stage version. And I like, I just could not believe how odd it was where, cause you know, it's like such a, it, it's such like a gentle, pretty, almost like a lullaby, hopeful song. And she like begins it and she's like, and I'm like, whoa! Like it's like, it's like throws you back. It's like a punch in the face, and uh, it like uh, vibrates your like speakers and stuff like that. Yeah, and, like, clips. It, it like gave me a migraine. Like I really, really prefer the way it's played in like the Tim Burton one. Honestly, I like the kind of subtle softness of it. I don't really get what they were going for in the the eighty two one. I just, any of the, to be honest, any of the songs involving Joanna and Anthony, I just, I, it did not interest me. I hated her vocals. I wrote down that she reminded me for some, it was a makeup too, I think, in the stage version, but she reminded me a lot for some reason of Sherry O'Terry doing uh, Barbara Walters on SNL. (laughs) I don't know. I can see that. Just that kind of confused look, like... I love when they put her in the like baseball cap and try to make her pass as a guy, and it's oh, like yeah. I'm a dude. Yeah, like she just looks like so. Uh, it just it looked it just looks incredibly silly. Um, I, and what that was hard to take seriously. He's like, who's there? And she's like, just me, a guy. Like, I don't think so, honey. Just your average man. Yeah. Um, um, I love uh, Joanna reprise the quartet, like where and the montage where like where he's like killing all the customers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and like you know just mm. dropping him. So satisfying, yeah. Like, he, how he does it on beat and stuff like that. Um, it's like morbid and beautiful and tragic and sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like the again, it's like uh, like when that song 
started, I was like, yeah, now we're cooking with gas. Like now, like you may, you justify why I sat through like an hour and 10 minutes of just like, right. I think it's cool too. Like you mentioned the like dropping them on the beat or whatever. Like, yeah. I think that's also just a cool like character development thing where it's on the beat. It's almost he's like, whatever. Like, this is just yeah. how it is now for me. Like, until Turpin comes, you know? That's, I think, I wish there was a little bit more. Blaine Check talked about this a little bit. I wish there was a little more push and pull with his soul. And sure. Stuff. Like, he's gone like the first moment you see him. Like, he's. They, uh, yeah. I mean, he did have, he had 15, 15 years, years in of prison. prison. Like, yeah. that, that will do, that will do it. But like, I just wish there was a little, there was like, yeah, or they had I gone into playing, it a little more. I guess it's like playing into the tragedy, but like Better Call Saul kind of does it a little, like a little bit of just like playing with like, so, like this person who wants to be a little better, but like, yeah. I don't know, can't for some reason. And like, he's stuck in the cycle. Like, I think there could have been more, if he had more, because it feels very much like, you know, with the, the Jesus story of just like Judas like was predestined to kill Jesus, like to portray Jesus. Whoa! Spoilers! Like I have not finished the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> but again, it's it feels a little true. Like like it felt true to the character in a way. Like he's kind of more of like a, in the film, straight stage version, he's like a Frankenstein monster, and like in the in the movies, like a brooding, like hot topic, like kind of guy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I think Tim Burton knew in the movie, like when they shoot that scene where, you know, she's she, like, love it's all over him. And he's just like sitting in the foreground. All cool. It's like, <laughs> this is going to get memed forever. I think, Goth right. kids are going to make it their cover photo on Facebook. Like, Oh hell yeah. Jack <laughs> Skellington boys are going to be like, <laughs> Oh man. Like, I wish I had a girl that would like do that to me, but like I don't because I don't like people. But like I do, I do. I, it, if Helena Bonham Carter was here, never mind. You guys do one thing. <laughs> I don't know. That was one of my favorite like um, filmed numbers in like the movie. Like I just like the filmmaking of that number is really gorgeous looking like i hate the song uh, so i skipped it but i uh, <laughs> i i like the way it's shot a lot yes, i really like yeah, the color yeah, grading yeah. and color palette and stuff but especially because um, the rest of the movie was so kind of like bleak and stuff like that like, we're talking looking. about like seaside right yeah, yeah. Se- seaside okay. rendezvous Woo! <laughs> like, <laughs> um it's also oh i was just gonna say real quick too that like the one thing that really got me going into this pretty blind and going into like watching the uh, O'Hearn version first is like, you know, they have kind of like old people playing Love It and Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. versus like Tim Burton is like, I'm casting my hot wife and my hot best friend. <laughs> like it was really hard for me to even imagine like this, like Sweeney and Miss Love It who are like supposed to be like, like that are clearly played by attractive people who are like maybe in their thirties, maybe early forties. You know, probably not even though. Like, yeah, especially like (laughs) in the dirty streets of London and stuff. Like, but then again, people didn't live long, I guess. So maybe like having having them played as young kind of makes sense. Makes more sense than having people who are like in their sixties playing them Mm. in the. I I don't know. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice for the stage version. Like they focus on character actors and stuff like that mm-hmm. like kind of make it more character actor based i guess like sasha baron cohen's like a character um yeah. but like but it's like you know tim burn like hbc like 
it's yeah it's like feels more like start like that's the sad thing about like movies like that you got to have like stars yeah. and stuff like that uh let's go through low lights let's go let's go through <laughs> of this uh, of this musical oh my uh, goodness Diana. yeah you seem to be, you, you um, seem to be rubbing your hands together well okay so i'm not actually totally sure what the song is called i think it might be called someday it's a romantic duet um kind of like in the the second act between um Anthony and uh, Anthony and Joanna. yeah, Joanna. Yeah, they're so memorable that mm. I I just right yeah Bob Barker <laughs> like, yeah Bob Barker um <laughs> that was that in the movie no I don't I think don't, so I don't care it sounded <laughs> like it reminded me a lot of a Garth and Cat duet from SNL if you guys remember that where it, like they where um they improvise Fred Armisen <laughs> and yeah Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig are just like making it up as they oh, go yes that felt so weird and improvised um so i wrote that down also i'm not even really a dig but um i already knew the song not while i'm around because uh like a really talented girl sang it in a voice recital that i performed at too like 15 years ago (laughs) oh my god talented girl (laughs) (laughs) no not me um some some like super talented girl sang it and so i just always imagined that it was like played by like, like that that was like a role for like a hot young woman. Like, <laughs> and I was not expecting to see like weird, <laughs> the like that is, well, it, it, uh, I'm sorry, but like when you have a adulty looking adults playing little kids, they can, um, feel like I'm going to sound really weird, but I'm going to just say it like it kind of, it, it, I get like, fetish vibes or something like i feel like i'm watching somebody like act out some sort of weird fetish or something and seeing him be like nothing is gonna harm you i'm like ew ew i don't want to like i didn't consent to partake in your like age play sir Um, so i was like i really 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 hated that song like just because i was expecting something very different and I liked it in the movie a lot, and I thought I the kid say, who plays him is think, great. Yeah, yeah, I think it works a lot better in the movie. Having you a get child that, like, childish play yeah. a child, <laughs> who'd have thunk it? I, I mean, I get it. Like Broadway schedules are like punishing, and like he might like right. You know, that's and not like that might be. Stuff, yeah. yeah, I hear you. It's it lends itself better for a movie just on that basis alone because I it it helps so much to have an actual child or even like I sidebar like couldn't they have cast like a very talented 18 or 19 year old who could pass for like you know pretty young like we're really out here like with this like 40 year old guy who's like (laughs) i'm a child ain't i (laughs) Uh uh-huh very uncomfortable yeah i i don't i've already mentioned a lot of the songs i don't like as much like Mm -hmm. uh you know weights is kind of it's fine but it's just like you don't need it like um the ah uh, miss and uh green finch um i don't know none of these songs are really bops in my opinion. like it, again that's fine but like it's like you know like the thing that lay miz has going for it is like all those songs are bops like all of them are like great and like the, you the, know nothing of javert <laughs> i yeah. was born inside a jail yeah <laughs> unironic bop yeah it's great but like um yeah just again just like 
you don't need weight. You don't need like, here's how you get like, here's how you be a wig maker. You need to be a convincing wig maker. You got to know your colors, yellow and green and brown and blue. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it uh, was yellow and green, green and, and red, red and, and blue, purple and, blue. and, blue. <laughs> and uh, green and crimson and silver how many oh um uh kiss me is bad i think like just like yeah it, it is that it is that the the garth and cat sketch like just like um that wasn't even yeah. the one i meant but that still is a garth and cat song 100 <laughs> percent. yeah and and the like, two of them had garth and cat energy sorry they're all <laughs> They're also with the hair, like, but like they're yeah. also like, yeah, the ba- the bangs that go like this, like, but they're also like, they. It sounds like they're competing with each other. Like, it doesn't sound like they, like, oh, I want them to be together. Like, first of all, like they know known each other for like by glancing at each other like through the window. Like, that's not right, a, not a real like, not something I, I. I want her to get out of captivity and stuff like that. But like, um, by the way, free Britney hashtag. But like the idea, like, uh. <laughs> Free Joanna, hashtag free Joanna. But like the yeah. idea, yeah. like <laughs> um, the idea, just like I, I, I guess I, I'm rooting for him to like break her out. But like I don't think he needs to marry her and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Maybe go on a few dates first, you know? Yeah. Um, what if he doesn't like thin mints? Like you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta know before. Or what you if get he there. likes thin mints? Shit. <laughs> but like, um. It's uh it, that was bad enough, and then the guys in the back going, "We should get a haircut." <laughs> like it's like, it's just like they're all competing with each other. They don't sound good <laughs> together. I don't understand how anyone would be able to hear what's going on. Like anyone in the audience, like I was having a hard enough time with like a quality like sound system and stuff like that in my headphones and stuff like trying to understand what everyone was saying, and then mm-hmm. just like some guy in the audience with no subtitles, like. I don't understand. I don't get why. It's gotta be hard. Just yeah. raw dogging this musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, like, the last one is just like, um, I like Epiphany. I think Epiphany is a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end of Epiphany, just like, maybe that's the point, but like, um, the way the song ends, like, the, the, the kind of, like, let me just like see if I could. Also, Diana, are you saying raw dogging a musical is just going to a musical? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know Basically. what? Basically. No subtitles. Actually, yes. Unironically, (laughs) that is raw dogging a musical. Mm. But I don't know, especially maybe it's different if you're like British and maybe all of like the Cockney stuff hits different and it's more understandable. But yeah, at least like for me, like as an American, I if somebody like gave me a time machine and sent me to that musical, I would definitely consider that a raw dogging in a <laughs> bad way. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay, so like the, I found it. Like the idea of like I, I, the the note, the ending note could have been a killer knockout thing. Like the, and Joanna, I can't hug her. Like, and then like, like, but it just like ends up like, and I'm full of joy. And this guy is like, obviously I'm not doing it justice, but like the idea of just like, uh, it doesn't like, it doesn't crescendo in this really satisfying way. Just like, and like, what's it called? Like, um, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Cause like, I think I, I felt that way. Like, um, I think his last, his, I think his literal last line before he dies is like, naive. <laughs> like, and that just does not, it doesn't feel big. And I feel like 
that was that's sort of a problem i think with maybe the character of sweeney todd is that he gets a lot of like um really iconic memorable moments but he doesn't really get like 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 it's not stuff that's gonna you're not gonna be like tapping your toe to later like singing well but it's also like is does he deserve a big (laughs) final goodbye you know so like i guess yeah yeah it's a good point it's it's i love actually in the movie i love the final shot I it's so haunting, like the final shot, just like the kid cutting his throat, like Sweeney Todd's throat, and he's just like like dripping blood on his wife, uh-huh. and just like that shot is like so haunting, and like it looks like a painting. And then the in the in the in the in the stage version, the kid comes out like, "Here's why you shouldn't have done that." That was not bad. <laughs> like, just like shut up. I'm like you don't need this. Like, I'm also I'm, gl- I'm glad they didn't keep the whole thing of like Toby going crazy in the movie either because I thought that was really goofy. He's like, I guess I gotta do the work now. Gotta take make oh the pause. Oh my god! <laughs> so dumb. Like it's and, again. It's like it's very heavy handed. Like yeah. it's just like yeah, and just like. He, he like they put on old age makeup to make him like look like freakier than he usually does. Um, any the any stress other... got to him. I was wondering if they had done that. I was like, damn, he always looked this crusty he was old age for a little bit. So I imagine they might have like put some old age makeup. Any other share observations? Any other things you're thinking about? Like um, low lights, highlights, anything that we kind of haven't touched on. I wrote down London was really like this, just like this. I know because it's still like this. And I also wrote crazy that this is legal in London. (laughs) I don't even know what part of the movie I wrote that down. (laughs) They're allowing all this to happen. I don't think they care. Also in the, tell me if I am remembering correctly in the Broadway, (laughs) in in the Broadway version, did Ms. Lovett kill the beggar woman or did he i thought she he killed. did he killed her oh he did oh yeah. okay but i think he was trying to hide she was trying to hide the body because he, he was she was like oh no he's gonna find out that i lied but yeah 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 because i first at first i was i was thinking i was like wait because I, I think i had kind of missed something i was like did miss love it kill her hmm. but no he did yeah mm-hmm. and he's just kind of taken out you know what? I'm changing everything. Oh. He's a toxic man, and he uh. killed her, and now he's taking it out on her. And I, I hashtag canceled. First of all, mm. and we no longer stand. We no longer stand. There's a BoJack moment that I really love, where like he finds out that spoilers for season six of BoJack, but like the idea, of, like mm-hmm. um, he find. I don't know because I'm not gonna spoil it specifically, but like he finds out like someone okay. was lying to him. I've seen it. And like yeah. Angela was like lying to him about like, and he's like, "You did this to me. You ruined my life because of you. All these bad things happened to me." It's like, no, it's maybe to an extent, but like you did the things on your own, you know? Exactly. You, right. you know, he didn't. She didn't make you kill, slice her throat because you were like, because you were like, like, I don't have time for this. Like, you know, like, yeah. none of this would have. Ha- None of it would have happened if he didn't come back to London for revenge. Like, yeah. it's kind of on you, buddy. Yeah, he should have just stayed in a kangaroo pouch. Exactly, would have been very soft and warm uh, and comfortable. And safe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stay complacent. <laughs> it's yeah, but it's like that's the fast. I love the nature nurture is like one of my favorite like thematics in like literature. The idea of like how much of this is Sweeney Todd's to blame? Like how much of this is like right. the system? Like 
you know, the environment or a prison of your own making. That's some of that. Yeah. So I think that's very fascinating. And finally, the last. Can I, yeah, good. I was just. This is like totally. It's. I guess it's. I mean, it's related, obviously. But like, I. A part of me. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I would. I would kind of love to see Tim Burton direct the stage musical of it and oh, see like cool. what what oh, happens, yeah. like how much like practical effects are brought to it and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it would be a cool thing to see. See how it turns the, out. But the Beetlejuice musical, like the staging, like the set design is gorgeous. Um, oh, I haven't seen. I don't it. think he. I don't, he didn't do it, but like you know, just like it was inspired by him. Um, sure, is like his movie and stuff. And finally, like right. the last thing I'll point out with the the sadness of like uh, the Miss Lovett is just like the worst plies in London. The 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 character thing you get from her is like, oh, I'm very lonely. I'm very sad and I'm right. very lonely. And it's why my pies suck shit. Like, that's why they're <laughs> bad. Like, that's like Julie. Like, that's the ingredient. Like, oh, my loneliness and stuff like that. And then she finally gets that moment of like, like, you're not mad at me for murder. Like, kind of like tricking you all this time. And then like, you know, then to have her like get thrown in the oven. is like real. It's just like sad. It's just like sad for everybody. It's like, it sucks. Like, and it's like, who's uh, going to make that pie? He didn't think it through because it's not, we didn't get a scene where we see him learn how to make the pie. And I know that if they wanted that, they would do it because they have scenes like, here's how we make wigs and we love <laughs> the wigs. You know, they, <laughs> the he like, we don't have time. We have to keep this song. <laughs> he, he don't know shit about pie making so if he were to live through that he would be in big trouble that's all i'm mm. saying also it's just like you know irresponsible to portray like the death of a small business in that way like, really <laughs> oh my you know you know a pop-up like, like, like the- well yeah i mean there were a lot of <laughs> dead startup. bodies on the floor there that's that's free real estate that's yeah. quite frankly just going to go to waste yeah um so let's get through uh, final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this album out. We'll rate this musical out of ten. We'll have a fun metric at the end and kind of explain why we rated it as such. So, uh, Sean, yeah, we turn to you first. I thought the stage production was fine. Um, I think you could cut out. And actually, what I like, I like the movie a lot better. And the reason for that is they cut out most of the stuff involving Anthony and Joanna because a lot of their songs I think are pretty uh, bad. <laughs> and I their, their just, background they they're not important. That's not the point of the musical, you know. Well, and it's it's either the songs themselves are bad, or it's like Diana said, where the what is it, the Greenfinch song, where it's like it's just her like screeching in the <laughs> stage production, kind of. And then in the movie, it's more gentle and like petite, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but like, yeah, it's just more gentle and it feels more in character, I guess. And so, yeah, I just I think the movie does a better job of getting certain feelings and points across and also just the character depth, I think, is there compared to the stage production. And so I love the movie. I think there's very little I don't like about it. Um, I'll give it eight and a half uh, pussies and pies. Damn it! Sorry. (laughs) I was glad Andrew told me to go first because I was like someone's someone else is going to use that metric. (laughs) I think this is. I liked it. I liked it. I. I. It grew on me definitely. Maybe it's because I watched it three times in less than twenty four hours. <laughs> like, um, eight, eight hours of my life, like, dedicated, and then recording this episode. Um, I think this is pretty good. I. I like it. I like the song. I, I think the song, like, just like it. I like how bleak it is with, but like, w- like, but with the light, t- lightness touch to it. 
Um, I like some of the songs. I think some of the, the definitely like the Emma Thompson concert film really highlights how beautiful the songs are. Like, I think if you want to like kind of appreciate the songs, that's the one to look at. Um, mm. cause like some of the vo- actors in the movie are, th- their voices are a little l- more limited. Um, although I liked it. Um, so the movie's good. The movie like succeeds in terms of like visuals, the most impressive visually where, and I feel like the original stage flow is like, if you want to just like get the context of like, what, what is this and stuff like that? I think that's good. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like it's, but all in all, I like it as a conceptual thing that spans decades and stuff like that, that you could do interpretations of. And like, what if you did this in modern day New York? <laughs> just like stuff like that. And like, um, yeah, I think it's pretty good. And, uh, so I'm going to give this, I gotta give this 8.5 of the worst pies in London. I can't really think of anything that creative, but like, yeah, that's mine. I have such wildly different, uh, opinions based on like what the adaptation is. I feel like mm-hmm. that's, I, I, I'm not really that attached to the source material, but I've, I now see after watching like the Tim Burton one and being really surprised by how much I like it that, uh, with the right person behind it. And I think honestly, like with the, like, like adapting it to film, um, makes me love it so, so much. So it's hard to give an overall score because of that, but there is like, I I am actually really surprised by how much I do like it overall. And Mm. I honestly really enjoyed like, uh, watching the 82 version. It went by so fast for me. Like I had, which is so weird. Like I, I was like an hour in and thought I was like 20 minutes in. So, um, it does cover I guess, like 20 minutes of di- exposition in an hour though. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I have really no choice, but to give it, um, I, I have to give it eight and a half as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it gets a score for me of eight and a half wheat colored wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I like what you said, Diana. Like it being like just like a conceptual playground to play with. Like, like mm-hmm. it's like Frankenstein or something like that. Like, and it really depends on who adapts it and stuff like that. And like the idea of like, um, you know, the Lego movie. Just like I don't know Legos, and then like someone made a great movie out of that. Like that's cool. Yeah, um, like it. It has an identity for sure, but it doesn't. It's not so inherent. Like there's not such an inherent style and humor to it that like. It's you, you could go see like 10 different productions or adaptations of this and get such different experiences each time, I think. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Let's do, let's go through our uh, I've been meaning to listen to that. And we did playlist uh, the part of the show where we uh, put a song on our playlist. Um, so I'll go first. You know, we talked a lot about Sweeney Todd. Um, but I am going to pick a song from Sweetener uh, called Sweetener. Click. Thought you were gonna go with Saweetie. No, <laughs> like three for a curve. You, you you can't know me. You can't know me. I don't like Sweeney Todd. I I dress this way, but like you, you know, you can't fit me down. Um, but um, just like something opposite of Sweeney Todd. Just like how bubbly and 
fun and joyous it is and how like Pete Davidson is railing her really good. <laughs> Stuff like that. Mm. I'll cut that out. That was not good. <laughs> like, like how like Pete David how good of a lover Pete Davidson is, which is like um but yeah, it's like kind of just like I remember listening to this with my dad and just like he was like, Yeah, yeah, this is making me really happy. So like that. Um it's really sweet. It's just a really sweet love song. It's like really saucy and stuff like that. And it Pharrell's production is really good. It's just like feels so alive and stuff like that. It feels like a celebration of the love she was feeling at the time. So yeah, that's my pick. I uh mine is one I've been listening to. It's like always at the top of my on repeat. So and it's so, so appropriate that I have no choice but to pick it. Um, I'm picking the Dismemberment song by Blue Kids. Player of fat, but I won't make an incision till you're nice and numb. Oh, and laughing gas can be so much fun. Please don't doubt my decision. This will be ooh, this will be ah, this will be absolutely way. This will be nice, this will be neat and bring you close. Yeah, it's uh, I just think it's really appropriate for this. It's uh spooky and it's about dismembering people and blood and it's very fun and very musical theatery and theatrical so that's my pick yeah i, I guess i'll kind of bouncing off of that i'll do uh john wayne gacy jr by sufjan stevens click look underneath the house there find the few living things Riding fast in their sleep all the dead Twenty-seven people Even more, they were boys With their cars, summer jobs Which is like an incredibly spooky song in and of itself uh, Just about John Wayne Gacy And Sufjan's hushed, like His classic Sufjan vocals are very they work so well in this song and it always gives me chills every time I hear it. And I like at the end, how he like kind of turn, it's kind of at the end of the song, he's like basically saying like, well, isn't John Wayne Gacy kind of like all of us? Don't we all have like a little John Wayne Gacy in us? And it's a little bit like, okay, come yeah. on. But like, <laughs> aren't we all a little crazy? But, uh, why so serious? No, it's just, why so serious? Get a load of this society. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's, it is a really beautiful and haunting song. So also fits, you know, just the, the spooky vibes. Lorraine Newman. <laughs> By the way, like, um, we have no choice to stand uh, Judge Turpin, like, according to Diana, too. Uh, like, mm. I'll stand by it. That's a bullet I'll bite. <laughs> he's in the he's hot. <laughs> he is hot, first of all. Um, but also, like, he's like, uh, oh, he seems a little more tortured in the tim burton version just like he's like oh no um but anyways um let's uh so we we, we did it um thank you so much diana um yeah, you're an incredible you. guest like so oh, thank like, you so much this fun. is so fun we should do this again um but Please. like uh, yeah what would you like to plug oh um i will plug uh, honestly just there may be ghosts if you look up uh there may be just on the Instagram, our Instagram is There Maybe Ghosts. You'll you can find us on Facebook too. And uh, if you look up There Maybe Ghosts on Eventbrite, you can get tickets to see my movie. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah. Well, where can people follow you on socials? 
Uh, right now, I really am only using, like, my Instagram, which is 3am Diana. And, uh, yeah, that, follow There May Be Ghosts. My website is dianapetersartistry.com if you want to look at my virtual art gallery. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think those are my, my plugs. <laughs> cool. You can follow me on, uh, inst- oh, fuck, what is my Instagram? Uh, I just I changed know. it not too long ago. Is it Sean uh, underscore Wilk or something? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Sean underscore Wilk. You can follow me on Twitter at Diabetic Twink. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Where people follow thank you? you. <laughs> um, it was that was my Instagram as well, but I changed it because I wanted it to be a little more professional. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You can follow uh, me at Andrew A Lee on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at IBMTLTT on Instagram, Twitter facebook um give us a rating on um apple podcast diana did a nice rating that was really nice um so one dog you're welcome um so like one (laughs) like um yeah like uh every rating you give is a dollar and then every um rating and review is two dollars so if you um and currently that's going to chicago freedom school so we're trying to get to 100 uh ratings and then we'll change to a new charity after that. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's uh, close out. This is a fantastic episode. Really great discussion and really great silliness, too. Um, yeah, I so, had so much fun. Thank you yeah. guys so much for having yeah. me. I would Absolutely. come back anytime. No, uh, 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 busy. <laughs> yeah, I got booked. Well, <laughs> look, spooky season comes once a year, so That'd be fun. I'll be Enjoy. waiting, I guess. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, so let's uh, now we'll have a closing sentiment from Diana Peters. Oh, geez. Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> if you are considering turning people into pies, I personally cannot support that. So uh, don't partake in cannibalism. And also, if you're considering marrying your like legal daughter who's 15, uh, I also can't support that. So um yeah, just just make sure you guys remember not to do those very specific things. Don't go to London, um, just yeah. ever. So yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, for taking a listen. Wise words. Yeah, <laughs> and you know who that applies to? That I know our listeners stand Count <laughs> Olaf. So there you go. You know, like enjoy yeah, I don't even like complicit. Frozen. You know. <laughs> Cringe. Uh, okay, let's start the let's close. Let's start the episode. Right? <laughs> Two more hours. Like we gotta we gotta try that again. <laughs> Click. <laughs>